On this episode of Content Sessions, we talked to Tom and Justin of Primal about how to grow a gym and how to build a brand in a super competitive industry. Welcome to another episode of Content Sessions. I'm at Primal MMA with Tom and Justin. How's it going, guys? Good, man. Doing how you good. Doing? Good. How's your arm? A little bit better every day. <laughs> Tell the camera how you heard it. I tore my bicep boxing and I'm on the slow road to recovery post-surgery. It's not fun. <laughs> Who would have thought you'd get hurt fighting? Yeah, really. Shocking, right? I know. So uh, I'd like to start off the show. Just tell us a little bit about fighting. Tell us about the gym. Tell us a little bit about the history. I know we, we all know each other from a long time ago, but yep. just a kind of backstory. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So we're, we're down here right now in uh, Primal MMA Academy, um, which is an extension of our bigger brand, Primal Academy. Um, Started, started the gym in 2011, uh, fitness, strength, conditioning, athletic conditioning gym, um, and expanded that gym in 2014 and then, and then grew the MMA brand also in 2014 and, and opened the MMA mixed martial arts side of the business at that time. Yeah. How many square feet do you have in this building now? Uh, just under 8,000. Oh shit. Yeah. So the two levels, uh, two levels, the studio space where we do a lot of our PT and we have our clinic, uh, the main gym where the boot camps and most of the uh, workouts happen and uh, and then the MMA gym that you see here cool yeah this is a great this is a great space it's got like such a raw <laughs> such yeah. a raw feel sometimes called the dungeon yeah yeah, yeah. but it's a it's a warm dungeon it's, it's a, a it's dungeon. an inviting dungeon <laughs> yeah. um, and then so just to kind of backfill everybody so Justin what your involvement with with Primal so my involvement with Primal Tom and I go way way back uh, way back to middle school and you know we've always kind of We've always worked together in some capacity, so uh, coming in and being involved with Primal on the brand side of things, uh, really helping push all the marketing initiatives forward, um, really just kind of elevating, obviously everything inside the facility is super top notch, but we want to make sure all the external marketing, all the external branding is also on point, which is again, gonna, we're going to touch on that in terms of how we attract um, you know, new potential members and you know, how our brand lives on outside of just these walls. Yeah, and you guys have had quite quite substantial, like consistent growth over the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, like definitely. Uh, you know, part of that is, you know, our experience and, and reputation growing and word of mouth, uh, you know, the classic way you bring people through the doors. And, and, and another big part of that is, is success using the right digital marketing strategy, um, and content and image and, and feel online has really helped drive a lot more people through the door, yeah. uh, which is really nice. So yeah. Yeah, one thing that I, I've always liked, because we, we'll talk about the campaign we've, we did in the past, but one thing I've always liked is the idea that getting people in the door for a little bit longer of a period, you know, yeah. a, a month instead of a week, so they can really yeah. like feel the vibe, feel the atmosphere. Absolutely. It feels like you guys have a great conversion once people actually mm -hmm. like get acclimated to like the trainers and who you guys are in the space it seems like you guys win over people we've well. talked a lot about that especially most recently is you know a lot of what we need to do as the biggest goal is just get people in here we got to get them in here and then once they see what we're about they see the programming we offer we see they see the people that are here both from the members and the staff and the trainers then they really start to see the value yeah and how big are you guys now how many total staff between both? um there it, it, it kind of it kind of ebbs and flows. There's 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 our full time kind of like you know, in here for a long time and and, and, and exclusively work out of Primal. And then we have some coaches that work in a couple different gyms, some trainers that work in a couple different gyms. 
somewhere in the range of, you know, 30 to 35 staff involved in this facility right now. Uh, some being full-time staff, including the ownership group, and some, uh, you know, part-time and, and occasional staff. So it's a pretty big operation now. There's a lot of, a lot of personnel involved, but uh, it's a great community, both, uh, both staff and, and members, and it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, looking back on 2011 when it was literally just me and I was the janitor and secretary and <laughs> trainer and everything at the time. So it's amazing to see how, how far it's come. Yeah, and this is, sorry, 2014? 2011 was 11, the, was the yeah. initial opening and then 2014 was the, uh, the expansion into, with the studio and the MMA gym. Got it, cool. And how many members are you at in Ballpark now? Like, how, what has it grown to? Yeah, so uh, again, it's a, it's a tricky question to answer. We have, we have you know, Two to three thousand uh, names in our in our membership database uh, who are involved in some way in the in the past couple of years. They do occasional classes, class packs, you know, whatever it may be. As far as kind of consistent, um, consistent regular members with active memberships are probably in about the four hundred and fifty to five hundred range. Uh, and again, that ranges from, you know, uh, men and women we see every day to you know somebody who shows up once a month or sometimes less. You know, but we try to encourage a little bit more regularity than that. All right, so let's uh, yeah, let's so, so let's take it back because I think it'll provide some insight and some value when we're talking about what you're doing now. So uh, a couple of years ago, we started a campaign together. Um, the original concept was seven day free pass. Mm-hmm. Um, we then within the within the actual like flow of that, eventually turned it into a thirty dollar for thirty day promotion. Yeah. Um, so let's, yeah, talk about I mean. So- yeah, so that, that kind of that came together as a combination of, um, you know, strategy and, and, and thinking about the concepts that you touched on before. So the biggest challenge from day one with this facility was how do we get people through the door? Uh, we really believe in what we're doing with the programming, the people that are here, the community, but we're not the most attractive on the surface facility to enter. Uh, you know, we're in an old industrial space. Uh, we're an independent gym. We don't have the, uh, you know, the big corporate branding and television advertisements and, and everything else that goes along with it. So, so how do we get people to, to trust us to step through the door? And that's, you know, positive reviews online, positive reviews in real life, you know, at the local bar. Oh, that gym's amazing. Um, so those, those really helped getting people through the door. But then when we got through, people through the door, as Justin mentioned, we were finding, um, you know, we'd, all, we'd always done the one-week free trial. Uh, and the issue that we found with the one-week free trial, we got people through the door. They got this brief experience about... Um, you know, what we're about, but they weren't able to, A, get a taste of all the programming we have here. And we have a lot of different programming from martial arts to yoga to fitness. Um, they didn't have enough time to experience um, the wide range of that. They also, more importantly, didn't have enough time to build a habit. And what we sell is a lifestyle change um, or a lifestyle shift. For some people, they're coming from another facility, coming from another sport, uh, another type of training and they're wanting to add this or, or make this their, their primary discipline. Um, so giving somebody a month going to that 30 day trial, again, 30 days for $30 a very, uh, I think a very attractive offer, a very reasonable offer, um, allowed people to spend more time in the gym. Yeah. We didn't really, really make any money on that month, but they were able to, to truly identify what our community was like, get exposed to as much programming as possible and truly build this into their life. Whereas with a seven-day trial, someone coming in on a Tuesday, they do a class, they have a great time, they plan to be back on a Thursday, 
Work drinks would come up, a meeting, da-da-da. They miss it. They come back next Tuesday, the seven-day trial is over. And uh, now, now they're on the spot, hey, got to make a decision. They're not ready to be uh, a customer yet. They're not ready to be a member yeah. yet. So life like, gets in the way. Life gets in the way, and it always does. And we were seeing it time and time again. So now when we look at our analytics through our uh, gym management software, we can really truly see those who go on a 30-day trial versus those who go on a seven-day trial have a much higher conversion rate um, because they're truly uh, able to experience what we're all about and see the value in it and say, hey, I want to be part of this for the next three months, year, yeah. five just to, years. Just to expand quickly on one of the things that you touched on was another one, what I consider to be one of our biggest assets is our community. Uh, our community is really strong and everybody, for the most part, everybody here is really, really tight. Whether it's our MMA crew or our fitness crew upstairs or any combination of the two, it's really, really tight. There's always social gatherings and people hang out outside of the gym and outside of classes. And when people are on those 30-day trials, there's a lot there's a lot more of an opportunity for them to become immersed in that. Yeah. And yeah. that is huge because people feel really welcome. Again, not just by our welcoming staff and personalities that they bring along with them but the people that they're training alongside yep. yeah and i would imagine that even if it's not the right fit for them even if it's like it was great but whatever giving those those extra things having the chance to do a boxing and then a boot camp and then a whatever yep. you know that that word of mouth you know their buddies looking for something oh well i did this class this one time exactly. you should check this out absolutely versus I went to one boot camp and whatever. Maybe exactly. I wasn't feeling it that If day. somebody signs up for a seven-day trial and they want to, like you said, try out boot camp and yoga and boxing and jiu-jitsu, realistically speaking, let's say they have a nine-to-five job, they've got a family, they may only be able to come into one of those things. But yeah. if they're on a 30-day trial, they've now got an extended opportunity to actually try the full gamut of yeah. what we offer. And that's what we recommend. Are you guys still running that? Oh, yeah. The absolutely. It's, 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 it's incredibly successful. It's one of those things that you know be running. We've been running for probably almost three years now, yeah. and uh, you know the old saying: "It's not not broke, don't fix it." It's it's it, it works very well. We run additional promotions that are kind of seasonal or tied to um, you know times of year or you know various pop culture uh, stuff that you know generates a lot of excitement. But but through and through the seven day trial um, with the thirty for thirty uh, upgrade option is always there, and I think it will always be there for. Um, you know, for the foreseeable future. Sure. Yeah. So now let's let's now kind of start from well, the last time we kind of worked together, which has been well when we were in contact all the time, but because Justin's good at websites and that. <laughs> um, but so, what have you guys kind of been? What have you learned since kind of that? What have you kind of tested? Not not tested. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I think one of our biggest learning experiences was we know right now, based on a lot of trial and error, that the site we have is really functioning properly it's it's yes it's dated but the system that we've got set up is working really well our our funnels for all of our new customers and and the ability for us to get information out to clients is great and for our customers is, is great so we tried to back in the day change the way that our marketing landing pages were working and mostly from an aesthetic standpoint just to try and smooth that make that process a little bit smoother get that clean one page get it a little cleaner get it a little bit more concise and we did that and we ultimately ended up putting it onto an external domain. So essentially it was just a different website that would house only these landing marketing pages. And what we found was that as soon as we made that switch, after investing all this time into making that new platform, everything just stopped. It was basically like somebody just flipped the switch and the, the conversions just immediately stopped. So again, through kind of going through that and 
essentially trying to dissect it and figure out what went wrong, we realized, and we now have a lot more data to actually back this up, is that once people come to us from whether it's an ad or whether it's a referral from a friend, they want to just look around and they want to do their own research as well before converting. They're not yeah. ready to just convert right away. And yeah. you know, even looking at some of our more recent campaigns, even on something like Facebook and Instagram ads, I would say about 75% of the traffic that actually comes to those landing pages goes to the homepage and throughout the rest of the site before they actually even convert. So we've, yes, gotten those leads through our social ads, right. but they don't convert right away. Mm -hmm. So we have to give them that extra information and that's what actually, you know, it, it assures them that, okay, this is a place I want to be part of or yeah. at least try. Yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, I know I, know I was involved in convincing you guys to try the other Single landing page, sorry. It's okay, um, I, was, I was of the same mindset. I agreed with you. But yeah, I mean, I think because it is this lifestyle product, there was something missing in terms of like, is this going to be, and yeah. like you said, I mean, especially when you're talking about MMA, mm -hmm. yeah. there's like a lot of weird experiences that you can have with MMA gyms. Like these, For sure. You know, and even, what was, it, was it Forge Fitness? Like those okay. places, like there's no one at the front. You yeah, just right. go in and it's yeah. just a bunch of sweaty equipment. You're like, yeah. <laughs> so for a guy like me or somebody yeah. who's, new to it to like buy into it going into a space like that versus this i could see mm -hmm. that one making sure that mm -hmm. it's going to be a space that i actually want to spend a little bit of time in or yeah. try out yeah. is, is probably why the website worked better as it first and i think i think ultimately just to be more explicit with that specific instance that uh independent landing page was living on a separate domain go primal uh which was we thought was a great kind of launch pad for the brand but Ultimately, it seemed like our prospective customers were less trusting of it because it wasn't actually our website. It was a yeah. seemed like a truly seemed like a sales site. Um, so when we brought it back to the organic, real meat and potatoes website and had it live there, um, it was more trusted. You could you know hunt around, look around, like you guys said, yeah, yeah. Um, and then come back to it and say, hey, now I'm ready to pull the trigger on a trial or. Yeah. promotion for us everything was great with it because we already had this sense of awareness and security and you know comfortability with the brand but you know take a step back and think about somebody who's seeing and coming to this page and seeing a brand for the very first time and yeah. they don't know who we are right they don't know about the classes we offer they don't know who our instructors are that's pretty important information especially if you know yeah. if we want them to sign up yeah well and I, for someone who's like just starting to get into like real fitness now for the first time in my 30s ever rock climbing is real fitness man. <laughs> that's true but i'm actually like seeing a trainer yeah and like it but it, that it, that does resonate with a guy like someone that's not used to like what is this equipment and it's, it yeah, can yeah. Be very daunting especially sure. on the martial arts side of things like yeah. even myself personally was really hesitant to start it's a very intimidating thing coming into a martial arts gym you all of a sudden you're thinking, I'm walking in off the street, I'm somebody who's never trained and you want me to go train with people who have been training and fighting for X amount of years? Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's definitely like an automatic yeah. perception of, of like, course. just like getting of course. But then you walk in the door and it's the most amazing group of people and the most welcoming yeah. group of people, both on the staff and, the, and just our members. Everybody is so welcoming, so helpful. So again, it's how do we take that and how do we actually channel that online so that people feel comfortable and they're like, yeah, I could do this. For sure, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so we talked a little bit off camera just about kind of where, you know, where you guys are taking it and obviously continuing to build your membership base yeah. up. And I know you guys have a couple of like sub brands as well. Like yeah. the, you've got these, these fight night things, which is not yeah. directly related, but it, yeah, but they're actually, they're, they, they are directly related in the sense that, uh, so as far as the sub brands, we've got obviously prominent nutrition, which is 
us providing um, the nutritional side uh, of what it is to, to compete and, and train and, and be healthy. Um, so that's that's a nice nice thing that we offer people now, and nutritional guidance as well uh, is going to become a bigger a bigger part of our brand uh, with in-house nutritionists. But going back to the to the fight nights and the, uh, the promotions there, that has created a pretty interesting opportunity and a really exciting thing that we're doing lately. Um, we've always been in bricks and mortar business, and that's you know open something up, attract people to it, and, and run the business. Events is something that I've always been in love with. I know Justin loves, uh, and it's something that we've done casually and 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 and, and you know uh, one-offs and, and kind of small things. But we wanted to get more heavily involved in events because events are experiences that introduce people to our community. Uh, with, with regards to the boxing and kickboxing fight nights, they allow our fighters who are here. Some are here to just to train and learn self-defense or get in shape, but a lot of them are here to compete. Uh, so it's a platform for them to compete, uh, you know, in, in, in Toronto, in our, in, in our communities. And um, the other really nice kind of silver lining, which the indirect effect, but it's, it's a very nice effect, is we bring 400 people through the door at one of these fight nights. They're exposed to our brand. They're exposed to what we do. Who, who is the sanctioning, um, who is the sanctioning uh, gym behind this? Oh, it's Primal MMA Academy. You know, every, every time we do a fight night, you know, we get 10, 15, 20, uh, you know, new signups for the gym yeah. uh, and, and potentially more trying out our gym just because they were, they kind of fell in love with it at the event. So, yes, it's a nice little fun thing to do on the side and, 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 and switch things up for us. Uh, but it has, it has a marketing uh, power in and of itself. Yeah, like, like any experiential marketing. Yeah, it feels like it's like good. It's just good branding, good awareness, yes. good good everything, right? You got mm-hmm. your name plastered all over a building for a night. Yeah, you got a whole bunch of content. And we call the shots on that. When you're running the event, yeah. you can put your brand everywhere. It also yeah. creates a really good dynamic within our actual competition teams as well, because everybody gets really, really tight knit because we're all competing and training for something, right? It's like, yeah, of course, coming in and. Just training for the sake of training and obviously furthering your knowledge and your expertise is great but when you've got an actual end goal there everybody just goes that much harder they push themselves that much farther and when mm-hmm. you're doing it with a group of people everybody gets better yeah not only pushing themselves farther but the bond of the team mm-hmm. becomes a lot stronger and when the bond of the team becomes stronger you drive quite a bit more retention and loyalty to the gym because mm-hmm. um, you're you're fur- you're 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 further enriching and, and strengthening that family aspect of the gym and in the fight gym it's you know with with competitions and fight nights and et cetera, et cetera. in the upstairs gym it's social events it's it's uh, obstacle races and uh calisthenics and workout competitions and stuff like that which we're going to grow over the next couple of years as well so yeah the competition and the event side of it is Amazing in and of itself, but it really empowers the rest of the business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so let's switch gears. We were talking a little bit before about content marketing and kind of the, you guys want to figure out some ways to either, you know, make and use what you've already got to like to help expand out and help, um, you know, better brand and bring in more people and all that stuff. So uh, do, do you have like a, any specific kind of questions about what to do? I had a couple of suggestions that I kind of came up with ahead of sure. it. But uh so yeah, we, we, we've uh, over the years and, and, uh, and a lot more even recently have started partnering with um, some, some local businesses, specifically in the video and photography realms, 
to generate a lot more uh, visual content for us. Um, and you know, the position we're in now, we had you know a, a, a fantastic videographer who's actually one of our members of the gym who who showcased Leslie Will Fight Night. We had a, 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 a media team here called Media One that did a feature on actually Justin's sister, who's a member here, uh, about her experience coming into the gym, uh, her experience coming to the gym as a woman, and, and having a certain preconceived notion about what this gym was. Sure. Uh, primal. Primal, it, primal could yeah. bring on that assumption, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then also featuring uh, one, of our, uh, one of our MMA guys, Tommy, uh, and his experience coming in, and again, being a little bit more of a shy individual, uh, a non-traditional athlete, a little bit more of, say, a, a nerdy individual, he would, he would self-admit, um, and, and what his experience was being accepted in and, 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 and gaining passion for this place. So they've created this fantastic content, um, video content, mm -hmm. that, you know, and it, it gives, it, it, I know when Justin and I watched it for the first time and when we watched it for the last time, when it was fully edited and done, gave us chills. It's this fantastic video content that really shows the authenticity of this gym and the real community of it. It's, it's not a corporate video. It's a very like, it's like docu style behind yeah. the scenes feel, uh, but very professional, uh, identifying, you know, and we've got those out there in the community, identifying how to get those out there and really have the prospective members or the, you know, the general population see that and, and have, and, 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 and have that draw them to our facility or be yeah. interested in trying out our facility is something that, um, you know, we definitely want to work on as far as, um, you know, you, you can, you can post it online and put some sponsored dollars behind it and get it out to, you know, 10,000 people. But are we targeting the right people? Yeah, yeah. Are we targeting them in the right way? Is the, are the call to actions and the content, the written content that accompanies the video content or the, uh, photography, uh, effective at helping bring someone through the door. So that, yeah. that's something that we, you know, we want to explore more and, uh, definitely interested in hearing your, your insight sure. on that. Yeah, there's a couple of things that, so uh, I think the biggest, so putting it out, using some targeting on Facebook or Instagram is functional. Yeah. I think the bigger play for that is actually probably in the remarketing space. Yeah. Right? You've got one that's going to, maybe it's a guy featured, you've got one that's a, a woman featured. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you've got a certain amount of traffic that comes into the site. And I think you should have those videos on the site regardless. Like yeah. They're great pieces for people to discover. But as people are looking you up, as you're driving mm -hmm. potential clients to, to either sign up for seven day or 30 day or whatever it is, yeah. um, you know, with the ads you're running now, it probably just says, you know, just target people who have a certain interest. Yeah. What you could do is build an audience of the people that have been on the site mm -hmm. who have not purchased. Because mm -hmm. you've got a trigger that says a purchase happened on Facebook. So yeah. you, you would say people that have been on the site that haven't triggered a purchase. Yeah. And then you could even segment that ad out. So it's like if it was a woman that came to the site, right. have that ad. And you're almost putting it out as like a testimonial ad, yeah. like a value-driven type piece. And then yeah. the guy could be targeted on the male side. And you could do, pro you could do the same with YouTube. The reason yeah. I really like that approach is, I mean, you made mention to how the videos gave us chills and of course they were, the production value of it is amazing. The videos are so powerful and they're so strong, but I think one of the reasons why they're so beneficial is that neither story is crazy. Mm -hmm. They're very, very relatable, yeah, both of them, right? right? It's like, and we've even got a lot of that feedback when we posted Olivia's video, for example, a lot of women reached out, whether it was to her or to us and like, that's exactly the same story I had. And it's, yeah. it's very simple. They just, yeah. 
felt a, a little bit afraid or hesitant because she was a woman going into what she thought was a male-dominated space and yeah. then realized that, A, it's not male-dominated, and B, everybody, men and women, were so welcoming and everybody was so inclusive. So it's those, it's those just honest, simple stories about yeah. the real hesitations that people have. Yeah. yeah. And here, I think, here's the thing. I think those videos, in the context of a remarketing frame, give you guys a huge advantage. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at the average thing, you go to a website and then it's like a banner ad that just, you see it everywhere yeah. and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I got it. I see it 19 times and yeah. I'm probably out. But I think because people are going to need to shop around, they mm -hmm. come to your site, they go around, they're like, hmm, if I'm actually interested in this, you pulled me in. Because sure. Facebook ads aren't intent based. Yeah. You've caught me up and I've said, oh, that might be interesting. Yeah. If I'm going to come to the site, there's some interest, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And so from there, I might be looking at other gyms now that it's on my mind. Yeah. Should I go with class passes or somewhere here? Right. What are the other gyms that are doing it? And I think, A, I think in the fitness space, you guys have a unique advantage. Like your marketing is already pretty far ahead of everybody's, mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. But I think where a lot of companies fall short is the remarketing is just some picture over and over and over again yeah. Yeah. to me that is a crusher because yeah. now it's like really speaking heart to heart yeah. it's produced it looks beautiful it's got a great story like mm -hmm. that that's so the heart so yeah that's really interesting to me because my initial reaction with video content was to use it as an opener mm -hmm. to a new customer um i thought it would be you know because it's such a powerful piece and it is relatable like we just talked about it would be the perfect uh, introduction to our brand for somebody who's never heard of it or didn't know anything about it but having reflected on it more in kind of with what, with what you're saying, committing yourself to a one minute, 90 second, two minute video for a brand that you've never heard of before. And we know how short everyone's attention span is this day and age um, is a lot to ask of somebody who hasn't heard of our brand before. So if somebody has been exposed to um, some of our uh, kind of more, more simple Facebook ads or Instagram ads, uh, or they've been to our site before, they've actually gone through that process. So they're not familiar with who we are. We've built up a little bit of rapport with them. And then when they are served that video ad in a remarketing fashion, they're more likely to commit to the video. And we've noticed that uh, with the way we were targeting uh, Olivia's video, um, we weren't getting as high of a uh, length of uh, uh, view time as yeah. we were liking. Uh, the average was was much lower than we were liking before people clicked away. So we t Justin and I talked about, you know, why do you think that may be and, and, and what can we do to improve when Tommy's video is released to make sure that we have people watching more? And I think I think potentially there's a few answers, but remarketing is definitely one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the one way you could integrate that into the top of the funnel, because I think there is a space for it. I think one really powerful thing that YouTube just launched that we're using for every client is it's marketing by search term. Right. So I've gone onto Google and I've searched best MMA gym in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that looks like. Sure. The next time they're on YouTube, mm -hmm. that's the pre-roll. Yeah. And it could be that uh, person talking about a gym. Now, you, if it's about, maybe if it's only about MMA, you can only use MMA based yeah. keywords. But you know what I mean? Like yeah, MMA yeah. gym in Toronto. Yeah. And they, if, you know, if you're not, I think you guys are pretty good organically. MMA. Yeah, organic SEO is pretty good. But regardless, even if they've come to your site or they haven't, maybe they've gone to a couple, maybe they went to Yelp. Yep. But when you search that on Google, you can then position that video in front of someone on YouTube the next time they're on as a pre-roll. Yeah. And then it's at least they're starting with a little bit of intent, not the brand awareness, mm -hmm. like coming on the site, but 
it's still enough intent that you might get a good a good watch rate on yeah. that. And YouTube's sure. dirt cheap. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Especially because putting that on YouTube too, yeah. I mean like it, it's a challenge, right? Like we've got this amazing video where the production value is through the roof. Seeing it on Instagram where it's like yay big is not the greatest display of that quality, but seeing it on YouTube yeah. as a pre-roll, it's great. You're basically seeing it in its fullest form. So I think that's, that's a great opportunity. Yeah, but these videos specifically are very cinematic. So having to think about where the video content we have lives best. And I think, it, I, I, I think it, Instagram doesn't do it justice, both in the, uh, the ratio it was shot, but also the style it was shot. Yeah. Uh, whereas the larger format, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. YouTube, or at least desktop Facebook serves it better for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you can do it right. And look, I think you should still use it on everywhere. Of course. Yeah. Especially if it's in the remarketing space. Cause like the average 20, whatever year old female that yeah. clicked on the one ad, like she's probably spending her time on Instagram yeah. more than a YouTube. For yeah, sure. Maybe, I think there's a time yeah. and place for it on all the different platforms. I think it's just, it's about the targeting and about the placement and about yeah. when it's showing up. Right. Yeah. Like you said, Remarketing on Facebook and Instagram, especially with this type of piece of content, is super yeah. powerful. And so all you and it's great because whatever. So the way that you're going to put that video is you're going to embed it on the site you're, through YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. So every view that it gets through the website, every organic view that it gets on YouTube, everyone that's pushed people to that, as well as the people, like you're going to use the same video for all the advertising. So your views are going to go up, mm -hmm. which would help get likes, help get some comments, and so. You know, whoever's seeing that for the first time, depending on where they're coming in from, are seeing something that's already got yeah. views and engagement. I do it with the podcast mm -hmm. all the time. If people are looking for like marketing, marketing ideas for a gym, sure. like I'm going to have this on YouTube. Yeah, like it's, that's going to cut into yeah. that. Yeah. And then even if people aren't watching the whole thing, because mm -hmm. this is going to be an hour long, even if it's too long for right. someone to watch the whole thing, I would rather use that as the ad than use a snippet. Because the snippet doesn't count towards my total views. Right, right. right? I can have 10, 20, 30,000 views on the full video. And that was mostly people watching a minute in right. the ad. But it's still counting towards those stats and just yeah. makes the video look better. For sure. So I would, if you're going to market on YouTube, use the whole video instead yeah. of like the cut. Absolutely. Um, our want, yeah, yeah, our video is relatively short. It's only a minute and a half. Both of them are actually only a minute and a half. So yeah, we would use the whole thing for sure. The only time we would ever want to chop it up, which we don't even want to do. And this has been part of the hurdle is... Instagram, you're limited, yes. right? So we've been battling back and forth about what's our best bet on Instagram. Do we find a space in the 45 second ish mark that we chop it in half and have it on two slides, mm -hmm. but then it's on slides. Again, that's more organic, yeah. but again, it's a challenge. Whereas YouTube, 100%, it's gonna, it's gonna have a full video. Yeah. I think as an Instagram ad, can you not have it as a full length? As an ad, I think we would you be fine. But length. when we post it organically, organically you can, yeah. right? And, well, and now with IGTV, you can post longer length mm -hmm. as well. But again, uh, aspect ratio is completely different than yeah. what we've got. So yeah. I know. Well, you can like we got my phone sitting upright, <laughs> this camera here and that camera there, because like it's yeah. a pain in the ass to yeah. cut this For into sure. IGTV. The first two interviews we did, we didn't do it with the phone. Yeah. And like it was a you know a bunch of us. It was a hip hop artist and his buddies, and like it. It looks like it's, crap. Yeah, on, it's too small. So I haven't even used, I didn't yeah. even bother using it. So it is a unique challenge because Instagram TV is so like they're pumping that platform like crazy. Yeah. yeah. The amount of reach I'm yeah. getting from putting videos on there versus organic is insane. Of course. Yeah. But it's hard to filter both. For sure. No, absolutely. I mean, even I don't even know what the aspect ratio we have in those videos. It's wider than uh, sixteen nine. Oh shit. So trying to chop that up into any sort of Instagram story or IGTV, yeah. it 
it's yeah. not really possible. The video would either be this big or you would see. You could do the you could 10%. do the like put the little turn sideways thing. That's out. true. That's probably our best bet to be honest. I've with seen you. that. I've seen that with yeah. certain ones where they're only filming in one way, so they'll yeah. have like an animation at the beginning, be like, yeah. turn your phone, turn your yeah. phone. Or I've seen like a slide. If it was a story, for example, yeah. there would be a slide first that's got a little icon yeah. that shows you to turn, turn. And then, yeah. I feel like Instagram's gonna start beating people up over that at some point. Probably, but, yeah. but if they haven't, I, I just, <laughs> I just wish, I just wish Instagram is an amazing tool, but Instagram perpetuated the disease that that is vertical video. Right. And before Insta, before Instagram launched, vertical video syndrome. Before Instagram launched, the internet had almost solved VVS. Right. It right. almost solved it. Like people were filming their crazy videos sideways. Yeah. Like everything was coming along. Right. It was good. And then Instagram has literally ruined it for the next thirty years. I don't know. You yeah. got to place some of that blame on Snapchat. Snapchat. Like, I don't know. Snapchat fair. was responsible as well. I feel like this just took over as like the, the a worse disease from Bieber fever. Bieber fever. Yeah. No, it's Bieber fever has been been cured. VVS is is a, there's a bad VVS. outbreak right now. I'm gonna find a way to use that. Yeah, yeah. The next thirty days for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a fantastic speaking of YouTube. There's a fantastic VVS anti VVS PSA on YouTube that has like twenty million views. It's one of my favorite videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other thoughts that I had, and I, I I bring this up every time I sit down with anybody because I just believe in it. It's why I do this. It's why I put the type of content out that I put. Um, one thing. I'm addicted to figuring out is like, what is the content where you like everything at the end of the day is, is going to be, have some sales element to it. Sure. But like, what can you create quickly and easily that's pure marketing that will turn into sales without you asking for the sale? For us, I think, and you may have a different answer than me, but for, for me personally, there's a few, but one of the ones I really think, especially now that we need to and should and are focusing on is written content, written blog content, whether that lives on our site or on a trainer's site that we then backlink to ours, whatever the case may be, it's providing value to people, whether they're our members, whether they're prospective members, whether they're people who've heard of us and sharing that content, literally just providing some kind of value, whether it's nutritional or it's about the fundamentals of striking or lifting, whatever it may be, it's basically trying to answer some questions that people may have and yeah. sharing that information out. Because again, if we are able to We've got ads that show our space. We've got the great remarketing now that will show a video of a story. If we can then also be marketing out content that's like, yeah. this is how you do X, Y, and Z, yeah. I think it's great. And I think you can even take it a step further. And I like, you guys have, a, again, kind of a unique thing under the primal spectrum. It's like, you've got the nutrition and the supplements and the training and the MMA. So yeah. it's like, it, you have stuff that can all kind of bleed into each other. Yeah. One thing I'd recommend from the, from the content production standpoint is if you're gonna do, like for nutritional stuff, it's probably a little easier. This is the myths about this mm -hmm. or whatever it is. But I think if you have stuff about like technique, yep. um, I think what you should think about is how do we incorporate every medium into it? Yep. Other than maybe like you can't podcast your way through an exercise, right. but you could do it where like you've got your phone and you're shooting video where like, so if it's like how do, you know, best practices for a push-up, mm -hmm. right? So you're, you've got an explanation, you're taking pictures partway through of like the diff form in the different settings, like here's step one, here's two, and here's three, and yeah, yeah. make sure this and this and that. But while you're doing that, you should also be having video going, because then yeah. that's stuff for yeah. IGTV, it's stuff for YouTube, it's stuff. For sure. Then you could like, you can cut that into a blog by taking the pictures out mm -hmm. yeah. into it, right? Like I think a lot of, what I'm seeing with people is 
wanting to put stuff out yeah. and having one piece that goes out, but being like, cool, now I got to create something brand new every time. Yeah. Like we're taking, we're going to use this for like short snippets for yep. Twitter, cuts for Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook. I'm going to use it on YouTube. I'm going to have it. I'm going to put it on all the podcast platforms. I'll transcribe it for the blog. Mm -hmm. But it's like, how can I maximize? If I'm going to go through the exercise yeah. of creating shit, like how do you get the most out of it? And I think sure. because you have the space and because you have the trainers. Yeah. One other thing I, I, I keep hearing the idea of, but I haven't seen anyone do it well yet, is like the how like the five minute or the two minute exercises that like working out at work, the two minute workout at work. Right. Right. So if like I'm stuck in the office or whatever that is, yeah. like what's those couple we of We don't like, want them to work out at work. We want them to work out here after work. <laughs> I get that. But, but no, I think yeah, if, I if you've you. got them, I, if you're the face and the voice yeah. behind getting them moving, yeah. you're almost, and you can even start remarketing the, the membership stuff to totally. the people that are watching it. Yeah. But I think just having like, cause you, again, I think it seems like your staff from the trainer side are like fairly personable, I yeah. see some of you, you do yeah. like features on them and I yeah. love, I love what you guys are doing with a lot of it, yeah. but even having them, because that stuff like you could film 20 different quick exercises yeah. in like an afternoon. You could do like exercise of the day type thing, right? Like, yeah. Bank. Like what I, what I try and do is especially if we have to do like a big setup is like, what else can we do? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I'll just put on a different shirt and yeah, do yeah. a different thing. Yeah. Totally, like when yeah, one, yeah. I started a new one where it's like, um, top like content ideas and I'm doing it in like these mind maps. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to, I'm just doing a bunch of them at once, but I'm just literally like shifting the light a bit, changing my shirt, <laughs> shifting the light a bit. Change, so it looks like it's on a different yeah. day, yeah, definitely. but I can do a whole bunch of them. And I think you guys have mm -hmm. the opportunity, especially during the downtime in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. where you guys can do a ton of that stuff. Yeah. I think and it's I a think, really good idea. I think the one perception is like, Oh, the gym has downtime, but we don't right. have downtime. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we do have some people that have downtime. So Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Cause I think what a lot of people fear, and I don't think you're in this boat. I think you guys are really progressive in your thinking is like giving people everything they need to not need you yeah. is actually a good recipe Yeah. because they've, tr they'll try and do it, but they're like, I'm not motivated enough yeah. or I try to do it, but I haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. You can drive them into you. There will be some people where you're like, yo, those two minute exercises, like now I just do them every day and I don't, I would never come to your gym now. Those people, that's, 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 that's going to be their though. scenario exactly. anyway. Yeah. Right. There's going to exactly. be some people that will never be your customer, but you've yeah. helped them and then they love you and you exactly. have a follow on Instagram, whatever yeah. that thing yep. is. But I think, I think putting out that type of stuff where it's like really practical stuff, which yeah. is kind of the path you're going down, yeah. but think about how to do it in video that you can take pictures that you can put into blogs. So mm -hmm. kind of like maximize the amount of, yeah, I like that. It can, it can literally be things that people can do and apply to themselves immediately. It's, you know, the best, the five best stretches or even just the best stretch to do when you're sitting at work all day, right? Mm -hmm. Something as simple as that. Or it can go all the way through to like proper deadlift form or proper yeah. squat form that people need to need to be in the gym. So I, I think it's important uh, when producing that content, and I was speaking to um, our GM yesterday about this is identifying who uh, the reader is. Mm -hmm. And in, from my, at least from my, from my understanding and my um, uh, you know, perspective, there's, in our, in our world and with what, what we're doing, there's only three types of readers. Um, there's our prospective members and our uh, soon to be members and hope to make the members. Mm -hmm. There's our existing members, which are really important to uh, uh, provide content that provides value sure. to them to maintain. Mm -hmm. And then there's our, our peers, and our peers meaning professionals in the industry that are that are watching us. Yep. Um, so, to kind of comment on those, working backwards with our peers, we need to 
uh, produce content that they pay attention to. So, you know, we're respected in the industry, our reputation in the industry is up, but also so that we attract some of the best people in this industry to our gym. Uh, whether that's quality trainers, quality uh, martial arts instructors, they're seeing us produce quality content and, and, and you, know, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk. We're gonna draw those people in. So that the peers are important, that's often overlooked, but it's a smaller piece of the puzzle than the existing members and the, um, and the prospective members. With prospective members, creating content um, that I think speaks to them in a way that, you know, what we talked about before with say Olivia's video, what, 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 what were Olivia's concerns before she came in? Um, you know, maybe there's an article about, um, you know, uh, men and women working out in a co-ed setting in a boot camp and is this a positive or negative? It, it sounds like a controversial title. We're gonna say it's, it's a positive and, and say Primal is, is a co-ed gym and it's the same with a lot of classes. Whatever it may be, something that is dispelling uh, uh, a concern that somebody might have are MMA gyms um, safe? Are is everybody uh, welcoming? Is you know is it true that you get beat up on your first day as an initiation, right? Sure, like, yeah, but yeah, no, I'm let's <laughs> exactly, exactly. But let's dispel some of those myths, and then and then so that's with the new members, and then sorry, prospective. But then with existing members, it's super important too. Is they're here for two reasons, and as we've expanded to this idea that we're primal, not idea. This is what we are now, primal academy. We're a place of learning of practice and of learning. So on the learning side, yeah, we're doing seminars and hosting special events and stuff like that, but we're also having people learn in a traditionally kind of academic way by reading an article about, yeah. about what it is. And our existing members are like, oh my God, these guys not only do great classes, they have great people in a great community, but now every week I get to read an article that touches on the things that I do and, and they're providing me with learning. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge part of the, the game too. And, 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 and I think the, 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 the one thing we have to consider across the board on all three of those is you, we, we don't need to overstate. Uh, it's easy for fitness professionals, martial arts professionals to talk all day, write a 20 page article about everything they know about whatever. Right. And one person will read that. The most kind of interested, most will read that. Everybody else will shut that article down and will never read it because yeah. they went too deep. So providing valuable you know, single or kind of uh, a small amount of points that are very effective and easy to understand. You know, they don't bore the experienced person, but they don't alienate or, um, um, you know, leave out somebody who's learning for the first time. Right. Yeah. Uh, is the type of content that, that we want to push forward. The thing that I, you know, and, and wanted to talk to, talk to you about specifically with this type of content is how do we position what is predominantly an educational article in a way that we can embed calls to action in a way that we can embed uh, somebody uh, 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 taking a course of action when in the middle of or at the end of reading one of these articles in a way that doesn't come across that the content was just produced to sell because it wasn't. Yeah. If it sells something, fantastic, but it was produced for the sake of producing great content. Mm -hmm. So. Where do we embed it? How do we embed it? Um, what have you seen in your experiences, the kind of best practices for making it not feel too much mm -hmm. like content advertising, yeah. making it feel like advertising that just has the benefit? Yeah. The real answer, and that's a great question because I think everybody's trying to find the pinpoint in that, in that <laughs> market. Where's the ask? Is it here? Yeah. Is it there? Yeah. Is it here? Is it under there? It's nowhere. Yeah. I think it's absolutely okay. nowhere. And I think 
because here's it's it's the same. And I, we like we were doing we did another podcast earlier. Was the same question about well, I could send the how to, and then I could say, oh, I have this service. It's the same thing as saying your hair looks great, but mm-hmm. everything that came before the but is bullshit. Yeah. It's the same yeah, yeah. thing if you add a, any sales into that marketing. Yeah. What I would think about it is from the remarketing side, getting new stuff, getting an ask out based yeah. on the fact that you already control the traffic and you know you can communicate with them again. Yeah. So, for example, if you've got an article about you know, the, the, the ways to stretch to make sure you don't get hurt for yeah. newbies, yeah. right? Um, if somebody comes onto that page with the Facebook pixel, you can say, I want people that have been on the page and spent more than 40 seconds on that page mm-hmm. to now receive, uh, hey, do you want to come try out our gym yeah. ad? And just being strategic about the messaging based on how, what they do on the site. Yeah. But I, I really think keeping it out, even though it's painful, he's like, no, no, I'm making it, but I also want to make sure they buy something. Yeah. That's always the instinct. The challenge is that no matter what you do, if you try and sell within within that yeah. piece of content, you'll drive them. Most and, people and, and it will feel them. like there's an agenda to the content. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 95%. Mm-hmm. I think there's one exception where you can do it very subtly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I completely agree with you uh, uh, in, in the sense that serving the content truly as what it is, mm-hmm. letting people absorb it, and then retarget them later with some offer. And, and at that point, they've absorbed the content, they know we provide value, we've built rapport, and then they say, hey, you know what, I'm gonna try this gym out, or I'm gonna try the nutritional products out, or whatever it may be, because they have that subconscious memory of, of, of the brand reminding them. Anyway, so I agree with that. The only exception I think that can be done uh, that doesn't feel like it's being sold, uh, it's very subtle, uh, but I think it can be effective, is, is just hyperlinking of certain concepts in the uh, in the article and that's not hey here's some value uh, and some content about our gym now try our seven-day trial no that's gone Mm -hmm. but if we're in an article that says uh, that's written by uh, you know one of our trainers Easton Lanneman he's written the article his name is hyperlinked in the article if somebody clicks on his name it'll hyperlink to his bio page and his bio page has uh, an assessment book an assessment with Easton call to action. So they've decided yeah. to go to him. They've decided to click on that. So the call to action is one click away, yep. but it's there and they were easy, uh, easily able to get there. Yep. It's, um, at the, it's, at, it's, the, it's the add-on to the click. Correct. Yeah. It can't be the click, yeah. Yeah. but it's yeah. like the, oh, more content, oh, yeah. then there's the app. That's right. I 100% yes. agree yeah. with that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. what I like about that too is like you produce good content mm-hmm. and that makes people say, okay, well, these guys, these primal guys and girls know their shit. Yep. And then it's like you said, it's that one step away. If it's an article posted by again, let's say Easton posted it. And it's super helpful to a lot of people. They'll be like, damn, Easton knows his stuff. I want to learn more about Easton. They click his name. Yeah. They see what he does. They see he's teaching XYZ classes. He also does personal training. And then all of a yep. sudden, now they're learning more about what we offer. So they started with that piece of content, that piece of information, and then they yep. start to drip down that funnel. One nice thing about when you're advertising the content especially, and organically you're gonna get, you'll get good reach, you have a good following in that. The nice thing is that a lot of people think I have to create a million different things. Mm -hmm. If you create a strategic sequence of stuff that then results in a sale, that's usually really good too. So the way I think about it is like, um, you know, here's, if you take the like, the how to stay healthy at your office Mm -hmm. thing, top stretches for your office, and then, um, you know, they spend a certain amount of time on that article, then it's like, 
here's how to do a two minute workout at your desk. Mm -hmm. And it has that stream of maybe like eight different pieces of content mm -hmm. and then speckled in there are the asked, want a seven day trial, want to try this out? Yeah. And, but that has so much potential reach. And the nice thing is like, if I saw the one thing and I've now seen four of those different, four of the eight, mm -hmm. and then I go back to seeing the first one again, it's not likely that I'm gonna remember. It's not like I feel like I'm being inundated. So yeah. you, can, yeah. you can kind of pick like a, like six to 10 pieces of content in a sequence that speckles in the ask depending on how they're interacting on the website. Yeah. And like, as long as it's not just the one piece and the one ask, yeah. Yeah. then people won't get sick of it. Right. People, yeah. Most people won't even realize that they've seen it two or three times anyway. Mm -hmm. You think about how mm -hmm. fast we zip through stuff yeah, nowadays. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but like that speckled in with the, the inspirational video, yeah. speckled in with the seven day trial, yeah. speckled in with the here's some more exercises. Yeah. Just like a mix of those eight things that's like a, you could talk to someone for two to three months mm -hmm. yeah. just with that. And then you've inundated them, but you've also done it in a really tactful way where you've provided a ton of value. Yeah. You've, you've done the ask, they're separate, but it's part of the same sequence. I think that's a huge winning formula. Yeah. I think that'll mm -hmm. work really, really well. It's a full package of content that we're then providing and it touches on all the things. So yeah, we don't necessarily need to have sales tactics necessarily uh, within those blog articles, but then following up the blog articles are the inspirational videos or yeah. any of the other promotional ads depending on the time of year. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it all, it all ties in very closely together. Yeah. Yeah. I think the perfect mix is like five to six pieces of just straight value stuff that's mm -hmm. kind of related. And then four pieces of, Hey, come buy this. Here's a testimonial, the video. And then like, you could use the, like, don't miss out, but mm -hmm. If you're not gonna actually end the promotion, we've talked a lot yeah, about yeah. like giving the like time sensitive time thing. Sensitive, I know you yeah. fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I do. It depends. It depends. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 think if there's if it's time sensitive, you truly have to stick to that timeline. Yes. Uh, and I, and, and you know, when we've had sales in the past, I sometimes think the most the most powerful moment with a sale, so that your sales are taken seriously is turning somebody down yeah. when it's over yeah. as opposed to making the exception and extending it. Because mm -hmm. there will be another sale of some kind, another promotion of some kind, and those people who missed out on it will take it very seriously the next time. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I don't think there's, there's an issue with that. Um, talking about kind of the, uh, the, the content marketing, what we're starting to do a lot more now too, and again, is circling back to the events, mm -hmm. talk about how events complement our brand and help market us is tying in our video content or our written content to an upcoming event. So, um, you know, for example, we have an article that we're releasing next week about the importance of competing in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, this article was independent of, 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 the, of the event that I'm gonna speak about, but it, it's, it's a very good timing to release it. So the importance of competing, uh, what it does for your mental health, what it does for your, your, your discipline, what it does for your bonding with your team, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, we have our big tournament, Submission League, Submission League X is our 10th Submission League coming up on March 30th. So we're going to release this this week. So those that are on the fence that are thinking, hey, should I compete? I've never tried competing. Will be able to, you know, with that hyperlinking again, like tournaments like Submission League, click through and you can register. Um, it'll allow people to, to explore that thought mm -hmm. and then and then take some action on it or go to an event that's very directly related to it. Yep. Another example being we're, we're going to release... Uh, some video content with a professor, uh, Igor Radzik, uh, potentially a short article about the three most important um, self-defense te techniques for women. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of 
BS online about what's effective, what's not. Um, you know, we're going to do a very thorough but concise um, you know segment on that, and then he's hosting a women's self-defense free seminar um, at the end of April um, to actually display and teach these techniques. Yeah. So again, tying that video content will help advertise those events, but it also keeps a theme with the content and then the real life seminars that we're yeah, doing. For sure. Yeah. And yeah, well, you're so when you've got these great pieces where it's like spelling the myth, here's like some actual real practical stuff. One thing that I find is it goes up on the site and you might do a little push around on a Facebook ad or whatever it is, and then it kind of goes away to die. I'm really, right now I'm like obsessed with figuring out how do you get more distribution? Mm -hmm. How, how, how? Yeah. So I'm thinking about like, you know, maybe there's women's charities, yeah. right? DMing them saying, hey, would you share this on your blog? Yeah. Like especially again, if there's no sales driven stuff directly in it, yeah. like who else can... Who else will share, right? If you're yeah. creating great stuff, there's yeah. always going to be people that are looking for stuff to and, publish. And that's have, what, yeah. It, like, yeah, I'm glad you touched on that. That's what I think is forgotten a lot in the modern, the modern kind of day of with 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 digital marketing. We we can create this great content. We can click a button and put ten dollars behind it, and we can get out to twenty thousand people. Yeah. You know, we target it, but who is it going to? Do they care about your brand? Is the relationship built? There isn't. Um, I, I still really believe in, and I know that the whole team here does old school relationship building and having uh, people share information uh, in a way where um, it feels real and organic. Uh, and that goes for that goes for sales, it goes for word of mouth, but it also goes for the way content is shared. I would rather speak to five similar brands to us or people that are related to an event or a content we're producing. Say, hey, would you mind sharing this on your on your page as well? Yeah. It's and put zero dollars behind it but take extra time mm -hmm. to build those relationships and they're posting our content with real meaning yeah. as opposed to put money behind it have it go out to ten ten thousand people and you know th there was no real authenticity with that yeah um so that can't be forgotten but it is forgotten by a lot of people because it's yeah. it's the relationship building it's the harder it's a harder thing than clicking a button and swiping yeah. your credit card yeah well so, and i think you guys have again the advantage of like you have people with downtime yeah, right here. 100%. Here's the mega list of people to reach out to. Sure. Go right, DM yeah. or email them. And th those partners too, though, like whether it be trainers that work here uh, that are trying to grow their business within our business, or whether it be you know a local coffee shop that is going to cross post content for us. Uh, obviously, there's some related element in that content, so it's relevant for them to post. But secondarily, it alleviates them a little bit because they're producing content and keeping their community engaged, 100%. and they don't have to produce content. So it, it, so likewise, we'll share other brands' content that is relevant to us and brands we believe in uh, and just keep the cycle of engagement going. Yeah. One thing that I think is a really good thing to use, there's, um, so Bitly is like the most common link sharing thing. Yeah. The enterprise level package yeah. is bullshit. It's like, eight, yeah. it's like 800 US a month or some okay. crazy shit. Jeez. So there's a bunch of, yeah, there's a bunch of ones. Uh, we, what's the one we use? I can't remember. The link, the link. No, no, no. Uh, I'll get the name out. Yeah, sure. But there's ones now where they're like, they're fairly affordable. The thing I like about them is that you can create a link that has a Facebook pixel in the link. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, that's right. Right? So what will happen Replug. is you, huh? Replug? Replug, you got it. Replug. We use I it think, too. Do you use it? Yeah. Okay, good. So having that, so especially if you're going to, if especially the if they're going to host The student time. teaching the teacher. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. The guy with no short term. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard.
the, the thing with the replug. So even if you're going to have people's content, it's your content, they're going to put it on their blog. Yeah. They're going to link it back to you. That's great for backlinks to the site. And mm -hmm. if that person clicks on the link and comes to you, then you have, you know, you have access to remarketing to them. Otherwise you don't. So using replug and having your Facebook pixel in that, mm -hmm. you provide the link to the person that's going to host it. Yeah. So when they click from their Facebook page and it clicks back to their website, then you can still remarket an offer to them. Whereas otherwise you'd have to hope that they actually come to your exactly. site. So it gives you that cheat. Yeah. So I, I love, that's why I love that. Yeah, no, so it's much. great. If, that's amazing functionality. Cause you're right. Like you said, otherwise they would be lost quote unquote. I mean, they wouldn't be lost, but we wouldn't actually know yeah. who's doing what. Yeah. So anyway, so MailChimp. Yeah. Just, I was thinking about what you said earlier about what kind of things we've learned over the last couple of years, uh, since we, we, we started working together. Um, and, and one of the areas we found a lot of opportunity, a lot of opportunity, it's been very successful for us, is you know, what I would call, and you might have a different terminology for it, like remarketing, remarketing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is like re-remarketing. Re-remarketing. Re I think to, that's the and, and and to kind of clarify for us what that means is not remarketing to the people who have engaged with us or who have um, you know, maybe downloaded a voucher, who have been on our site, but actually remarketing to the people that have come in done a trial, whether it be a seven day or a 30 day, had an experience here, you know, for the vast majority of them, it was a very positive experience in different ways. Some of them got in more, some of them got in less. Uh, I'm sure a couple of people had a negative experience and we try to obviously identify those and address yeah. them. But um, ultimately most of them had a positive experience. So they leave for whatever reason and they don't convert into a member, a uh, longer term member. And we have to identify why. We try to, we try to find out, you know, when they don't sign up, you know, you know what, what, what are the, what are the concerns? Sometimes it's schedule. Sometimes it's where they live. Sometimes it's, um, you know, the training wasn't the type of training that they thought it was going to be, whatever it may be. And you guys are emailing people to ask too, right? Ex well, exactly. Yeah. So what, so what we, so with the re-remarketing, re what, we, what we've been doing is that we find the best tool at that point is reaching out to them, uh, VR mailing lists, uh, only the people that tried us out and it didn't work out for whatever reason and giving them a very, um, enticing offer to, to return and oftentimes that's tied to uh, a special promotion we're doing uh, whether it be black friday sale or uh, boxing week sale or whatever it may be uh and and so sometimes um somebody just wanted a deal there's people that always want to do they might think this is the best gym they've ever been to in the last 10 years mm -hmm. but they want some kind of deal and and you know we don't offer deals just for offering deals here but there are times of year where there's obviously a heightened consumer demand and a heightened consumer psychology. And we, we definitely, you know, loop in with all the retailers and we, and we offer a very appealing deal on our memberships or on our nutritional products or whatever it may be. And we find they do okay when we market those deals on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, but they do exceptionally well when we remarket them through MailChimp mm -hmm to people who have already experienced our brand. Yeah. Um, so that's the loss. That's the, that's the end of the line. Uh, it's the last, you know, you know, pulp in the, in the jug of juice. And we, and we are able to squeeze out the last of the juice at yeah. that, at that time. Um, you know, and, 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 and have people that really like our brand, like our gym in the case of the gym who get to become long-term members and do it at a, at a, at a discounted rate with a, with a, with a great deal on their first year. For sure. Well, um, I think it's important because like even with sales in general, 
if you know even if someone said no in the past there's really no harm in calling someone later like yeah. it might not have been the right time yeah. i had shit going on we were integrating something and you know what i mean yeah. i was busy i didn't yeah. have any money i was in between jobs i had family health issues whatever yeah. it was right mm -hmm. and then three months later it could be a completely different ball game right. and so that's why, just that why not until they say don't talk to me again yeah that's just it and there's gonna yeah there's gonna be people that you know didn't sign up and they will never sign up yeah. but ultimately we found there's a lot we there's a lot of people that were slipping through the cracks just because of life circumstances yeah uh timing wasn't right geographical location wasn't right maybe it is right now yeah maybe they found that we have free parking and we're actually pretty TTC accessible. Yeah. Now come back. <laughs> um, so th those types of things, things change. So it's important to keep them in the in the funnel even to that last moment. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it, you know they've gone through the pre-funnel, funnel experience, and then the the re-remarketing. And then if if they're if they're not primal members by the end of that, well, you know what? They can go on their way and, and find, <laughs> and find, find something out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the big thing we've learned over time of doing this now, though, is that yeah, of course when the Black Fridays and the Boxing Weeks arise and it's the right time to do a big sale, it's great to push that to new members or new new individuals who've never been exposed to us before, but it's still a challenge. They walk in for day one and we're like, okay, well, you need to sign up now because tomorrow is the next year and the deal's over. If they've walked in the door, sure, it's a great yeah. deal, but it's still the first time they've been exposed to us. Yeah. And well, regardless of the deal, that's still a big commitment from them. It's so, like trying to sell somebody like, a Ferrari for half price, but you have to take it right now. You don't get to test drive it. Right. It's brand new. It's great. Yeah. You know it's great. Yeah. You got to take it now. It's half price. Yeah. You can even resell it for more. You know what I mean? But they still want to yeah. test drive it. The test drive yeah. is a big part of our... Yeah, I love that. Just to, finish, just to finish that thought, um, because of all of that and because of what we found through doing it now, our big priority is just to get people in. Yeah. Because once they're in and they try us out, they love us and they sign up, great. Or if they don't, one of the many reasons you listed might be why they didn't. And Again, it could be just a, yeah, I want to sign up. I just can't do it right now for X, Y, Z reasons. And then those those opportunities later on are where they might come back to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Love that. Cool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, guys. That was fun. Cool. A lot of fun, man. Got some people yeah. coming in to kick each other in the head now. There's a little, there's a little uh, yeah, some little ninjas about to come in. The the kids MMA class is about to come in. Oh, kids, really? Yeah. Kick us in the head. All right. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yeah, the little karate kids. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cool, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us.